Thabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, and as we remember, the late, now late umpire Rudy Kotzen, we are joined on the line by his son, Rudolf. Rudolf, good evening, and thanks for being able to take our call firstly on SAFM tonight. It's no problem. Thank you. Please accept our condolences also. I'm sure it's a difficult time for the family. How's the family holding up? Oh, well, the only thing that I can say, we're taking it day by day. Uh, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, we lost dad, I think, way too early. We had so much more to teach us uh, before before he left us. So, and yeah. And I'm, I'm sure us in the sporting world, we know him as an umpire, but like you said, he's a, he's a dad to you. Who does he leave behind at home? Uh, he's leaving uh, um, with uh, four children and five siblings. And how much? And, my, and, yeah. and, my, and his wife, obviously. Yes, yes. But I hope that you're en- en- encouraged at least or, uh, by some of the messages uh, that have been ca- come through from around the world. Even Brian Lara sent a Halford message to, to, to your dad. Yes, yes. Um, I thank everybody around the world. Um, it's, it's, it breaks my heart uh, actually to, to read them all, knowing that my father meant so much to everybody you always knew it in the back of your head that everybody knew him. He was international. He's, he was a legend. But the reading reading the blogs of what people are writing uh, is heartfelt. I mean, I uh, can't believe there's so many people that so um, shocked by by what happened. Yeah, and I was saying before the show, I was still reading his book. Um, I've been putting it away for some time, and I thought after I finished the book there, we're going to speak to him, but sadly we didn't have the time. Slow death memos of a cricket umpire. They came out a few years ago, never too late uh, to get the book also, folks. And just, Rudolf, like I said, we know him as an umpire, but how was he at home? Well, um, as you know, uh, know with, uh, with the position that my father was in, I, I didn't, didn't really... You can't consider him he was a father because he was three quarters of a year always away with cricket with his love. Um, and the, the, the other quarter, you, you, you spend some time, but then it's this way and then, then he's gone again, then he's back again. So when he retired in 2010, I actually started um, really knowing my father, hearing all, all his stories that he's got to, to tell me. I mean, it's... Um, Twelve years wasn't enough for for uh, for all all these uh, historic stories to hear. Um, he was a loving father. Um, he, he, he was more than a father to me. He he was my buddy, my friend, my hunting partner. Um, we did everything together. Uh, there wasn't a day that went by that. Um, I didn't see him and go and make a turn if he was at home or busy with cricket pitches here at the Spatch Cricket Club. Mm. Um, I spend a lot of time with him, a lot of time. And yeah, I think it's going to be difficult not knowing what you're going to do the next day now. Yeah, and and how has the how how has the reaction been from the community of dispatch? I know it's a small community. We know the likes of um, Danny Herba coming from there, obviously, and your dad also. I actually didn't live far from there. I lived in Red House for a number of years, and and I'm sure the the community must be devastated. No, um, every everywhere with the, I've been actually staying out of the community 
uh, trying not to go to the shops because every every corner that you take somebody that that knows your uh, knows my father or knows myself i mean uh these people these no words people don't have words they are so shocked on the side um actually uh currently um uh, the passenger that was uh, that died uh, with dad in that vehicle uh Volta mm. um we're having um like um, I, I, I don't know if you memorial. Call it a memorial thing mm. so yeah and just seeing all the people coming together and yeah so i mean and even the people here knows me and uh, left and right and said that I actually feel a bit out because now everybody's approaching me on somebody mm-hmm. else's uh, memorial. But yeah, no, the people are shocked. They are truly, tr- truly shocked. Uh, people can't believe they still think my father's coming back from somewhere. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It, it, it did come as a shock there, uh, Rudy. And, and how much do we know about the accident? I believe we were, they were traveling back from, from playing golf. Yes, yeah, so they they went on a um, golf tournament. Um, they left on Friday uh, last week, um, doing a tour uh, in Cape Town. I don't exactly know specifically where, but um, on the um, they were actually supposed to be coming back on Monday, but they thought they're going to push in another day of golfing because they enjoyed themselves so much, um, and then they left on Tuesday. So. Um, as as I've heard and um, speaking to a lot of people and uh, officers and stuff like that, it seems like um, uh, at the Stillby and uh, Riversdale turn off close by, um, it was that morning so misty there, um, and there was still a, still a, uh, um, a field fire somewhere, so that smoke even made it worse. And as um, uh, voter, even um, just before the accident, voter sent the message to the to the other guys that was about I think about fifty kilometers behind them. They must drive safe. It's heavy mist that they can't see. So yeah, um, so uh, a, di- a different vehicle approached. Uh, approached. We're not sure. If one strafed, because you know when it's misty, you can't mm-hmm. see nothing. Mm-hmm. You can slow down. That's all that you can do. But with that, as far as I know as well, they didn't see each other because there's no marks apparently in the road. Sure. No yeah. no break marks. So, yeah, yeah, that's all that I know. Uh, that stuff and 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 you you've mentioned hunting and golf. Was that his passion? Now I'm um, after retirement, hunting and golf. No, he still had his passion for his cricket. Um, me and my father um, um, was in charge um, um, the the spec cricket field. Uh, we uh, we were looking after the pitches and preparing pitch, uh, cricket pitches for the guys to play in the cricket season. Golfing was his sideline love. If he had time, he'll go and uh, golf on a Wednesday. Or if he's had the opportunity and he's not busy on that Saturday, he'll go and golf with one of his friends. And hunting, we had a tradition um, where we uh, once a year uh, during the hunting season, um, we'll go to Craddock. Um, 
and go and for, um, go hunt there on the Copeman's farm. Mm. Um, it's been a tradition for the past almost six years. Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna have to try and figure out if I'm going alone now or what. Yeah, no. And um, even even that, um, my father was involved on uh, in Naisna with. Um, I can't remember Keith's name, uh, surname now, mm. uh, but he was involved with the school school cricket tours and everything when they were out there at Nysna and he'll go and umpire and have a small talk with the people and everything. He was very involved there. Mm. And there was a, a there's a more than 100 years old um, trophy that that's a competition between um, the uh, Craddock and Bedford that he used to go and umpire each year as well. So... And even for Craddock's people and Nysna's people, right around the whole world, everybody's just shocked, shocking to know that um, they won't be seeing my dad again. Yeah, no, I can imagine those small communities. I actually went to school in Bedford, believe it or not. But um, accept our condolences once again, uh, uh, Rudy. Um, thank you for being able to speak to us. How would you like your father to be remembered? Oh, it's, hard. it's really hard to say. Um, because um, he, he had a very strong character. He uh, believed um, that uh, if you put the work in, you'll get the results. Um, he was 73 years old, acting like a 50-year-old. He had so much. Uh, he was energetic and uh, loving, uh, uh, friend and everything. So... That's how I'm going to miss him. Okay, stay strong, Rudy. Thanks for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Enjoy. Yeah, the Midlands bet, I think, is what that uh, tournament is called between uh, Craydock and and Bedford there. Let's take a break. Umpire, former umpire Barry Lampson is also on the line to speak to us, as we remember Rudy Quartzen. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. And we are joined on the line by another legend of the game, uh, former umpire Barry Lamson. Barry, thanks for being able to take our call on SAFM tonight. I hope you're well under the circumstances, sir. Uh, yes, I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's nice to speak to you um, in these difficult circumstances, you know, but uh, yes, it's nice to speak about uh, Rudy Kutzen as an umpire and a friend. Yeah. Were you still in touch with him, Barry? Uh, not really. He was uh, one of those people that kept to himself. So mm. once he finished umpiring, he kept to himself a lot. I think he became a lot more family-orientated mm. when he uh, gave up umpiring because, as his son said, listening to him, that he was away for a lot, lot of time. And, you know, uh, family is important. So I think once he gave up umpiring, he spent more time with his family. Yeah, and you, you would you would know. You've also been away for a lot of time. Are you able to make up that time after your days? Uh, you know, it's time that will always be um, missed and that sort of thing. But the most important thing is, uh, is the time with your family. It's, it's crucial and you make the best of all the time you have. And that, I think, yeah. you know, you, know you, you really don't know. So this accident came out of the blue. You never know what's going to happen the next day. So your family is important and you need to spend as much time as possible with them. And when did you first come across him, Barry? So I started umpiring in the 80s, and Rudy Kutzen had umpired before, so he was about 10 years older than me. And uh, 
I started umpiring on a provincial level about 1986, and I met, I met Rudy probably about 1987, 88, and that was before uh, Nelson Mandela was released. So it is an old cricket, South, uh, United Cricket, uh, sorry, the cricket, uh, South, not South Africa, but in the old uh, yeah, used to be. station. Mm. And then I uh, umpired a number of games with him, and then when we uh, when Nelson Mandela was released, and then we were involved in the first tour of India in 1992. Uh, uh, so I did a test match. It was interesting then. He did his first test match in Port Elizabeth uh, between right. India and South Africa. And it was interesting that there were three umpires, two South African umpires and a external umpire, because they believed South Africa's come back into international cricket. Our umpiring wasn't of a sufficient standard, mm. so we needed help. So in his particular test, I think David Shepard stood with them. It was him and uh, the late Wolf Diedrichs. They mm. stood together uh, for those three days. And what happened was the overseas umpire stood for the first and second and then the fourth and fifth day. And the South African umpires only did the first and second day with the uh-huh. international, and then they stood together on the third day and then went back uh, to stand with the international umpire for the fourth and the fifth day. So it was quite interesting in those times. <laughs> wow, but but judging by, by the tributes that have come through from around the world, he clearly was well respected. Um, we've seen Brian Lara, we've seen AB, Jacques Carles all send our tributes to, um, to Rudy Courtson. Does it talk to the respect that is received from the players and just how good he was at what he was doing. Yes, he's on the field. He's very personable. You know, uh, he got on well with the players. He had a good attitude on the field uh, with the players, and you saw from his umpiring. So all those pictures that have come out now since mm. he passed away show him smiling, and that was that was what really was about. Except when he gave everyone out, because then he had his slow death, you know, the finger. The finger up yeah. slowly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, yeah, he was really got on well with a lot of players, and he did really well for South African and world cricket, you know, when coming back into after isolation. And he did really well, and you can see from the amount of uh, international games he stood in. Yeah, but isn't it a lonely job, though, Barry Lamson? I mean, uh, like the refs always say, it's soccer. It's a thankless job being an umpire. How is it in cricket? No, it is. So in the days that when we were umpiring, they didn't have all these fancy replays, mm. like the DRS and that sort of thing. And so you're pretty much by yourself on the field. And it was sometimes not very, not very easy seeing a replay on the screen. And then everyone shouting and see what they're wrong. It's quite a lonely job, but it's the best place to view cricket. Is actually from umpiring point of view. Right in the middle of the action, you see the top batsmen playing, the top bowlers playing, and the top fielders. And you're right there in the middle. Yeah. And I know they always ask other people to select uh, man of the match, but they actually should get the umpires to do that because they're right in the middle. They see everything happening. Yeah, and that was made umpiring wonderful. So you might have got some decisions wrong, uh, but in your career, but just being out there and making yeah. friends. And that's something about umpiring is making friends. And you can see from all the uh, messages coming from the overseas players how really made friends with people. You know? So you gained respect from them from umpiring properly and well. And then those are friends for life. And it's, that's why cricket. And that's why I did cricket as well, to make all these new friends. You make wonderful friends through the game itself.
So it's not the game that's been important. Making all these friends. Yeah, but what does it take Barry Lamson to be an umpire at the highest level, international ICC umpire? Well, firstly, the love of the game, I think, is really important. Uh, to be able to work under pressure, uh, I think, is really important. Have a thick skin is another one. And to be able to get on with people, different people from different backgrounds. Because there's one thing umpiring people in South Africa, then you don't overseas, and umpiring mm. people from total, totally different cultures, which is really interesting, but it, it gives you a great perspective on the world. But to be an umpire, you need to have the love of the game, you need to have the thick skin, and uh, and get out and enjoy it. And, and that's what Rudy did. Yeah. And how do you choose to remember him? How will you remember him? I remember him as a great character. We had some really interesting incidents. I was just thinking about it. So the one was we went to Bloemfontein, and there's a chap called uh, Johan Weyers, and they called him Gunsmoke as an umpire because he used to shoot everyone <laughs> out. And he said, well, Rudy, you're not going to eat this burger. So we went to a place called Love Bites in Bloemfontein. That was in the late 80s. Mm. And I gave him this burger in the shape of a heart, which is about as big as a large pizza, and Rudy couldn't uh, finish it. <laughs> uh, one other amazing memory was um, when he and I used to have a competition. You know, there's a particular uh, for one of the sites up in uh, Johannesburg mm. Uh, that was a big LBW candidate, and Rudy and I always had this competition for giving him out LBW first. And Rudy always used to, it never got to my end. Before the chap got to my end, he was being given out by Rudy. So it was also really interesting. <laughs> and yeah, so I remember from it and having great fun with him. You know, when he got on the field, there was a good camaraderie between the two umpires and that sort of thing. And then he walked off the field, and that's one of the most important things in yeah. umpiring being able to work together as a team and uh, I worked really well with him on the field and I remember them for that and his staff and that sort of thing. Thank you for... once, yeah. one last, we, we had a game of the West Indies with South Africa. It was in 1993, the total series and Kepler Vessels was kept in South Africa and he moaned about the pitch, wet mark, probably about five centimeters, about five centimeters and he said we can't play and Huh? We were just looking at it and don't be too silly that the ball's never going to bounce there, and it never did. So <laughs> it was quite interesting. That's Kepler for you, but wonderful memories. Thanks, Barry, for being yes, able to pleasure. take our call and speaking to us okay. on SAFM. Great. Have a wonderful evening. I'm speaking to you. You too, sir. Yeah. Legendary umpire Barry Lampson.